of spiritual warfare. How many of you have been getting something out of this? Yes. So let's go to our let's go to our text, Ephesians chapter is it Ephesians chapter six? I think it is. Yes. Ephesians chapter six. Let's just read our text, and uh, then we're going to answer some of these questions. Uh, we've been answering questions about spiritual warfare. Of course, starting out, we we you know we said we were going to uh, definitely talk about what the what the Word of God says. And a lot of what the word says concerning spiritual warfare has to do with the, the mind or the, the, the realm of reasoning of the believer. So let me say this before we read this. So uh, the, voice, uh, the voice of your flesh, your, of your flesh is, uh, is feeling. The voice of your flesh is feeling. Uh, the voice of your soul is reasoning, and the voice of your spirit is your subconscious, or what people call subconscious, the innermost part of your being. That's uh, your conscience. Uh, that's what people call it, conscience. Uh, your, your, so, so the voice of your spirit is that inward voice that, not, not in your head, not your reasoning, but that inward voice that comes from deeper than your thought process. And so um, what the Word of God tells us concerning spiritual warfare is that for really for us to win the battle. And can you all see that in what we've been learning? In order for us to get victory over the enemy, we first have to have victory in our minds. We first have to overcome the... The, uh, the, those things that the enemy tries to bring against us in the spirit of our own minds. Because if, if we don't get those things straight, then we never really engage the enemy in, in, in battle. We're never, we're never really dealing with evil spirits. We're, we're, we're still dealing with thoughts and, and, and concepts and ideas. And uh, sometimes it's religious. Sometimes it's uh, uh, carnal uh, uh, just because of, of something maybe that we dealt with growing up. Uh, for, for example, you know, we can have a, a lot of, of uh, we could be very self-conscious and in our self-consciousness uh, be uh, a deal with um, low self-esteem. Come on now. You know, some people, they can go from church to church to church to church and still feel like everybody's against them. They, they don't identify that no one's really against them. They're just wrestling with something that has to do. You ever, let, me, let me ask you all this. How many of y'all have ever felt like that it didn't matter what church you went to or what group of people that you hung out with, you always felt like you dealt with the same wrestling, that it's always the same. Everywhere I go, seems like everybody, anybody? You know what? Uh, what's the common denominator? You know, we, <laughs> if we, if, if, <laughs> think, think about it. If you change everything in the environment, except for you're the only thing that hasn't changed in the environment and all those things still exist in a whole new group of people, in a whole different church, in a whole different denomination, in a whole different state. What's the thing that's common? Well, you. See, some of us have not yet identified. There, there are people that come to this church uh, at, at, at times. They're like, well, you know, I'm really praying about where the Lord wants me to go next. Don't matter where you go. You still going to have problems. Right. That's right. 
Because you've not yet identified. Amen. And some people, they hop from place to place to place to place to place. Here, here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, we're willing to put up with you. Amen. Now, you're, you're not going to preach if you don't come to church. You know, you're not going to preach if you don't come into alignment with our, you know what I mean? You're, you're not going to have some kind of ministry position or do some kind of, you know, I know there are people that desire to, to, to minister here at Winter's Church. There are people that are members of our church. And I would love to have some people come and preach. Some of the people that I believe are called of the Lord and God's hand is upon them uh, to minister, um, they just won't come to church faithful. And it's like, come to church. You know, if you'll, why don't you come to church for six months solid without missing? Some people can't do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. You say, Pastor Zig, why do you require that? Well, I do it. And then, but see, that's not the only requirement. Then, then, you know, we want, we don't want you coming up and preaching some, something that we're, you know, um, either that we do. I don't want you getting up and saying, now let's talk about whether we ought to tithe or not. Now we settled that. You, uh, we're not going to have you preaching on whether we ought to tithe or not. Well, I just thought I'd bring a different perspective. We don't want a different perspective. We want to, we want to build our faith in Tithe, God, God still stands with tithing. So we're going to tithe. Well, I don't believe that. Oh, it's unfortunate, but that's, what we're, that's where we're at. It's not, it's for, that's not one of those things that's up for debate. Salvation. We're not going to entertain other gods up in here. Allah and Jehovah are the same. No, they're not. Amen. There's only one God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So uh, uh, that, that's another requirement, you know. We want people to, amen. <laughs> and I'm not trying, listen, I know I've been meddling in some of y'all's business. I'm not even trying. I'm just preaching. And I know there's some people be, be hearing me and they're, I know, I, I know we've had people leaving here rejoicing over the last several weeks, and then we've had some people leave here mad. Who's, who's been telling Pastor Zig my business? Uh, his name is Jesus. Amen. And I, I've just been speaking out of my spirit, and I could, t- I could tell when I'm hitting on that. I know some of y'all think you can hide everything. Man, you might as well put your, you might as well put your mail right out there on the front of the whole deal. But anyhow, um, know this: I'm not trying to purposefully pick on anybody. I, I don't know your, I don't know y'all, uh, what y'all are going through, except by what the Spirit shows me. And um, none of y'all have gotten a personal phone call. So, so far, the Lord He's just seeing fit to speak to us from the pulpit here. And uh, anyway, So we've we're, we've we've learned that the uh, <laughs> my Valentine just walked in the door. Hi, <laughs> Mama. She's sitting next to my other Valentine. No, 
<laughs> Gabe, no. <laughs> so so we've, been able to, we've been able to establish that if we're going to fight the battle, then the first place we have to fight it is in the spirit of our mind. Now, listen, church, nobody's going to, nobody, that's not how anybody starts out. They start you out by, oh, you know, we're going to find out about the strong man. And, well, you know, there's, we are, you're the strong man. You're the strong man. I mean, you're the first. You're the first strong man you're gonna have to deal with. So, um, I know this. Again, this probably puts people in a position. They say, "Well, you know, there it is, Pastor Zig saying we can't do nothing because we suck." It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you have to identify, you know, those things and work and work and work through them and know what the Word of God says and don't let those things. You know what? You don't have to wait until you've until you've conquered your thought life and conquered your insecurities and conquered. You just have to be, be able to ignore that before you conquer it. Put it on the back burner of your life. Don't let it in the wheelhouse. Don't let it, don't let it direct you and, and don't let that be up front, but stick it in the back. Amen. And let the word of God be up front. You know how uncomfortable that is to let the word of God be up front when you got all that stuff going on in the background of your life. But you know what? Everybody that preaches full-time, everybody that's out there, the people you see on TV, that's exactly what they're doing because they got, they got issues. Some of them, they got issues worse than most of us. And so thank, thank God they've relegated those things to the back of their, to the back of their life and said, you're, you're not in control. The Lord is in control. So you don't have to wait until you've got it all ironed out. You just have to categorize it properly, put it in the right place. Uh, reprioritize those things. What you feel isn't the most important thing. What you think isn't the most important thing. What's in your spirit is the most important thing. What the Word of God says is the most important thing. Amen. And it don't work when you feel like it's going to work. It works whether you feel like it's going to work or not. So now let's read our text. Finally, be strong. Verse 10, six, chapter 6, verse 10 of Ephesians. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Amen. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand firm. And to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for, for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts. Say all the flaming darts. Amen. Amen. Of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times, praying at all times, praying at all times. What is that? What does that mean, praying with it? That means when it's good, when it's bad, when it's convenient, when it's inconvenient, when you have time, when you don't have time. Praying always. Always. Amen. With all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and then uh, also for him, et cetera, et cetera. So that's our, uh, that is our text. So let's go to our questions and let's, uh, we, we dealt with, uh, mental oppression and uh, mental illness 
whether that is an evil spirit, whether that is a demon spirit, we, we cleared that up uh, as clear as you could get it. Binding and loosing, we've talked about, and uh, pretty, pretty much ad nauseum, and so we know what binding and loosing is. Binding and loosing has very little to do with uh, tying up a spirit, and it has more to do with disallowing things on earth that we know are not allowed in heaven. Getting, so here's the thing. You can't just know it in your head. You got to get a revelation. Yeah. It's more than just reaching a place of mental ascent. Whatever you get a revelation is not allowed in heaven. You can imagine you get a revelation that something ain't allowed to happen in your house. Glory to God. You know, Hilda and David reached a place like that in their, in their walk with the Lord. It, it wasn't evident until the time came when trouble, when, when trouble seemed to arise. You know, when Amelia was born and, and she, was, she was being born prematurely. Um, it, was, it was unusual, to say the least, to want to talk about what was happening with Hilda and David and have the Spirit of God literally close your mouth and not allow you to talk about it. You know what? <clears throat> that, that, the, that was not a result of something in our minds. That was a result of something that had been prayed through by revelation that affected the environment. Can you imagine having such authority and such faith and such power in the Spirit that when people try to badmouth you, they're struck dumb and, can, and can't go on with it. Can't go on with it. Did I ever, did I ever tell you all the time that I was a part of a church in uh, Columbus, Ohio? Annie and I, we had all, uh, Annie, myself, Ted, Debbie, we moved to uh, uh, Ohio and we connected with the church there in Ohio. And when we went to this church, this church, we had, I'd been preaching there. I preached there for many years, and they were supportive of our ministry. In fact, they, the church supported us monthly. Um, it was, it, it was kind of strange because um, when we moved there, I had taught on supernatural increase. I had taught about uh, faith. I had taught about miracles, the miraculous. I talked about living, you know, taught, taught and preached on living uh, by faith, uh, living a surrendered life, walking after the Spirit. When we went start going to that church, then people looked at us like we were uh, like we were crazy. I think they thought we preached it. They didn't believe we lived it. For example, Ted, you know, they would watch Ted serve, and they admired Ted's a spirit of servitude. They admired how Ted served the Lord and how he served in the in the church and served in the ministry. And so when we got there and they were able to look into Ted's life, people from church would invite Ted over. They'd say, Ted, uh, can you and your family, why don't you, you and your family come over on Saturday? Can you come over Saturday? He was like, well, let me, fi let me, find, out what, let me find out what Brother Ziggy's got going on first. Go ahead now. And they were like, hmm, that sounds cultish. But it wasn't. See, what they didn't understand was that Ted didn't just serve on Sunday. Ted didn't just feel a sense of responsibility to, to do his ministry on Sunday and Wednesday. He did his ministry all the time. 
every day, even on Saturday. When they had a day off, Ted didn't, Ted didn't feel like he had a day off from doing the Lord's work. He was going to do the Lord's work every day. And, but, but they heard him say, well, I'm going to find out from Brother Z. Now, here's the thing. Ted, Ted didn't call me for permission about what to do. Ted just was in the habit of trying to find out if there's anything he needed to do to be helpful and supportive when it came to ministry. That wasn't a requirement, but you know what? They're the little heads. You listen, when you're, in the, when you're in the flesh and you don't get in the spirit and you don't renew your mind with the word of God, your mind will tell you all kind of craziness. Everything you want to hear, it'll tell you. Not just at home, but right here at church. Amen. And, and there's nothing any of us can do to change it. You, you, have, to be, you have to be willing. Amen. And so, you know, they, then they started rumors about Ted. Yeah, Ted can't do nothing without Ziggy's permission. So we, were, we, we, we rolled up. Annie and I rolled up. I can't remember what we were driving at the time. Maybe it was a Mercedes, BMW, something. It was a nice car. And they were like, y'all think you're all of that. No, no, we don't. Well, look what you're driving. Well, you know, we, we, we've looked at it, but it doesn't mean all that much to us. I don't know why it means so much to y'all. Must be nice. Well, it is. Amen. That's why we bought it. But it's not, it's not our identity isn't wrapped up in that. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the point here. Um, so... Uh, the, the Lord, you know, we've always done what the Lord told us to do. And for the first year we were at this church, I was tithing out of the ministry into this church. And uh, the, Lord, the Lord had dealt with me about taking the tithe of the ministry and putting it toward missions. And so I was like, okay, you know, so we continued to pay our personal tithe to the church. And uh, we, but the second year we were there, we took the tithe from the ministry and we sowed it into missions. Well, one day I, I went in to the church. Pastor wanted to talk with me. He said, you know, I just want to have a talk with you. You know, uh, these, these people, and he had all of the, he had the praise and worship leader there. He had his elders there. He had his, uh, uh, his uh, um, treasurer there. He had all these people there that worked under his ministry. And he said, you know, these people speak into my life and I just, you know, want them to speak into yours. I was like, there's some of these people, I wouldn't let them speak into my life if they, me and them were the last people on planet earth. Now, now listen, not because they're not wonderful people, but because you don't just let anybody speak into you. you, you amen. We've been talking about the biblical law of association. You just don't do stuff like, you know, you, you shouldn't open up your mouth and open up your ears and open up your heart. You know, people, some people are like baby birds. They open up their mouth to anybody. They don't care what people are putting in their mouths. You know, they're just going to open up their mouth to anything. And, and, and people are uh, peddling crap. And so they get their mouth filled with crap. And then, and then they're telling them, isn't that yummy? And they're like, yeah, yummy. But anyway, I, I just, I thought that was strange. So we're sitting there, and I think Ted was with me that day. Were you with me that day, Ted? Uh, Ted was with me that day, and Pastor said, I, I just have something that I need to bring correction to. You know, uh, you, you come here and you preach about tithing and offering giving, but you don't practice what you preach. I said, I don't? He goes, no. I said, well, why do you say that? 
He said, well, the treasurer, and he was sitting there, treasurer over there, and he told, told me the guy's name. He, he said, you haven't been tithing. I said, well, I have been tithing. And he says, no, you haven't. Not what you were tithing last year. I said, oh, 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 oh. I said, you mean the tithe from the ministry? I said, yeah. Lord, the Lord dealt with me last year about tithing uh, what we're, the, the ministry tithe to go to missions. I said, so maybe I should have warned you that it wasn't going to come in, but no, it were, I said, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm tithing. That's right. Well, you know, he said, uh, uh, I just don't appreciate the fact that you preach something and then not do it. I said, no, I just told you I'm, I'm doing it. I said, um, I said, do you, do you have trouble with that? Is that something you have a, do you, do you think that, uh, do you, do you believe that I'm required to tithe here? To the church, I said, because if if you're troubled by that, I mean, if you have a problem with that, I said, I'll, I'll just write you a check for what I've already given tithe to the, you know, to missions. I said, we can afford it. We can just give, you know, we'll just double up. That's right. And we'll we'll write y'all. I said, if that'll make you feel better, I said, if that'll give it, if that'll give you warm, you know, feelings toward us. Go ahead. I, I said honestly, I, I don't mind. I said, I, I think you've just misunderstood. Well, no, no, it's not about that. I said, well, evidently it is. Because you called, you called me in here for it. And he, he looks around, he says, brothers, I just want you to, I just want you all to have the freedom to just, you know, speak what's in your heart to Brother Ziggy and maybe help him. In that moment, the Spirit of God fell in there. I, listen, I'm talking about the glory of God fell. The glory of God. When, when the glory of God fell in that moment when he said that, of course, Ted began to weep, and he began to, you know, he began to get the, the bobblehead, and he began to praise God. And, and, uh, and, and everyone sat there silently realizing what had just happened. And, of course, nobody was saying anything, and so the pastor went ahead and voluntold someone. Go ahead. Aaron, you go ahead. You, you go first. And uh, Brother Aaron was a praise and worship leader. He, he stood up and he said, he said, Brother Ziggy, he said, I'm not qualified to tell you anything. He said, Spirit of God is here. And he said, and I know the Spirit of God is here because the Spirit of God don't want me to say a word. He said, Pastor, I love you. I appreciate you. But I'm not about to say anything to Brother Ziggy. I don't think I have a right to say anything to Brother Ziggy. And honestly, I don't think anybody in this room has a right to say anything to Brother Ziggy. But I think Brother Ziggy said what he said and he's cleared everything up that you had concerns with. He said, uh, I've got other things to do. I'll see you all later. And he walked out. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't three or four minutes before that whole meeting was adjourned. But you know what? Now you'd think that if God came to justify or to vindicate or to defend you, that people would be settled with it. Now it just made them more angry. And it, and it wasn't long before we, we could know. Listen, that, I've, I've, I've gotten up here, and some of y'all testify, if I let you, but I'm, I'm not going to let you, but if I let you testify to it, some of you have sat up in here with your, with your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your kids, or whatever, and I've been up here and preached something and said something that your significant other was going through. Maybe they were going through a difficulty, and God supernaturally began to speak it out of my mouth as I was up here preaching. And you were like, glory to God. Boy, this is going to settle things at home. Now you got home, they were madder than a hornet. God supernaturally spoke it, and it didn't help at all. 
Amen. Some prophecy come. There's a, some laying out. Amen. You know that that's that that's spirit that that's spiritual. You amen. Some some of y'all. Some of y'all been to classes on deliverance. You're like, boy, I want to I wanna go toe-to-toe with the devil. Why didn't you go toe-to-toe with him when you was pissed at me? Go ahead now. Is that, do y'all think that's a bad word? Okay, I never, I never did. I never thought it was a bad word. See, your mama slap you if you said something like that? I, I won't use that word then. But just because it's in the Old Testament don't mean we're going to go around it. Anyway. But you know, listen, I'm sorry, maybe I shouldn't, because some people believe that's a, a, a curse word. We, we didn't grow up thinking it was a curse word. I'll use a different word. Uh, P.O., yes. Why was you angry? You know, amen. I mean, if we want, if we want to fight the, if we want to fight the devil, if we want to fight the enemy, right? Anybody, you stick it. See, so y'all, you tempted. Don't get angry. <laughs> but you know that it just got, it just got, it just got worse. It just got worse. But can you imagine? Can you imagine the 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 anointing and the spirit of God being on you in a manner, or or you having such a uh, having affected the realm of the spirit? You know, you and you. Here's the thing, church. You can. Listen, you don't, you don't have to be a victim of circumstances. You can write your own ticket with God. Glory to God. Did, you, did y'all hear what I just said? You can write your own ticket with God. Turn to someone, tell them you can write your own ticket with God. Woo-hoo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, that's what what we did when it came to our children. That's what we did when it came to our marriage. That's what we did when it came to this church. That's what we did when it came to ministry. Listen, you know, Winner's Church is what it is because we refused to let anyone else tell us how Winner's Church was going to be, what Winner's Church would and wouldn't let us do, how far we could go, how much we could do, how many meetings we could have, how many people we could have come through here, how many days I could be gone. We wouldn't let anyone. We let the Lord determine that. And then we aligned our mouth with what God said. And then we aligned our hearts with what God said. And then we aligned our obedience with what the Lord said. Amen. Amen. Folks, we ought to to desire to to join ourselves with with a group of people, with a company of people that that not only know these things, but practice these things. Amen. Amen. So uh, binding and loosing, it's not just you're trying, it's not tying up a demon. <laughs> it's, if something is not allowed in heaven and we get a revelation of that, and revelation is different than mental ascent. Revelation is, is, a, revelation is a spiritual commodity. All of you have had a revelation. Do you know the difference between revelation and something that's in your head? Do you? 
Did, did any of you ever pray a sinner's prayer before you actually had a life change? Yeah? So you, you prayed a sinner's prayer, but there was no life change. It was, just, you, it was just something you said. But then there was a time that you prayed a sinner's prayer and you were transformed, right? Where you passed from death unto life. That was the first time you ever got a revelation. I will tell you what preceded that life change. You got a revelation. You, you came to an understanding of something by the spirit that you hadn't understood by the spirit before. I watched, I watched Jimmy Swaggart preach. He's, a, he's an awfully good preacher. And every time he'd have a prayer with people, uh, there, well, not every time, but many times he would have prayers with people, you know, lead them in salvation. And there were times I thought I ought to pray that prayer. You know why I prayed that prayer with him, Don? Because I was scared of going to hell. Go ahead, man. Not because I got a revelation that Jesus loved me, that he died on the cross, that Jesus needed to be the Lord of my life. Yeah, before I got saved. I, I, never, I never got that revelation. You know, the first time I got the revelation concerning salvation, I was in a Pentecostal church, a Pentecostal church, a oneness Pentecostal church, Jesus-only Pentecostal church in Lansing, Michigan with my cousins. I was about 10 years of age. Walked in the door, then people went to shouting, you know, during praise and worship. They was shouting their hair down, and they was bucking, and, and uh, you know, it, I mean, they were going after it. And I just laughed out loud, laughed and laughed. I was L-O-L-ing. <laughs> and they didn't like it, too. You know, Pentecostals don't like it when you come in their church and laugh at them. And here I was, 10 years old, 10-year-old kid, pointing and laughing and pointing and laughing and uh, about midway through uh, the first part of the service, the pastor said, we need to pray. The devil is trying to hinder this service. I didn't know he was talking about me. <laughs> he said, we need, to, we need to pray. And so he, he had everybody kneel down. Everybody kneel down next to your chair and pray. And I remember I knelt down there, and I was looking at my cousins, and I was laughing, and I was picking at them. They kept telling me, man, you're going to get in trouble. You need to shut up. You need to be, you need, you be quiet. You need to shut up. No, man, I'm just, I'm carrying on. And uh, when everybody got down on their knees and, and, and bowed their heads, the, the, they had a guest preacher. I know that. But the guest preacher and the pastor, they came up behind me. They didn't go praying for nobody else. They came up behind me, Brandon. And they laid their hands on me, and they began to pray. And they began to pray like Pentecostals. Oh, God. Hey, Boy, they began to shake and tremble, and they were pushing on me. And, boy, I was just a laughing and laughing and laughing. I thought, this is just, this is hilarious, you know. And my cousins, they looked mortified. They were like, man, you in trouble now? And I'm like, I ain't in trouble. But, you know, the same thing that happened to me, uh, uh, six years, five years, five and a half years later in the Mennonite church, the same thing that happened to me five and a half years later happened to me that day when I was 10 years old. The fire of God started at my toes and went from my toes all the way up to my head and shot out of the top of my head and something happened. Something happened. You know what happened? I got a revelation. You know what the revelation was? Jesus is not dead. He's alive. When that happened, I began to cry, and, and as I began to cry, those fellas, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but 
uh, apostolic oneness people, uh, they think more of baptism than they do praying you in a sinner's prayer. And so they never even prayed with me to receive Christ. They, they, immediately when I began to cry, they said, tonight you need to get baptized. Oh, yeah. And so I was just a crying and a weeping. And uh, we, we got on the church phone, called my parents that were over at my uncle's house. And, and I, I'm crying. I said, I need to get baptized tonight. I need to get baptized. My dad said, boy, you need to get home. <laughs> I was like, my dad said, I need to go home. So no baptism that night, no prayer to receive Christ, but that night I got a revelation. This wasn't no game, amen. Listen, some of you sitting here and you've never, come on Jesus, some of you've never had an encounter with God. Some of you, you've had hands laid on you a hundred times. Listen, I don't care how many times you've had hands laid on you. I don't care how many times you've come through the door and nothing happened. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus is alive and well. Amen. He is seated at the right hand of God. And there is coming a day when the Spirit of God is going to come upon you. And you're going to get a greater revelation of Jesus than you've ever had before. And that's going to that's gonna be transformation. Amen. Listen, why do you, why do you, now I know I'm going over that binding Levi. Why do you, why do you think, why do you think that Jesus talked about binding and loosing at the same time he was talking about revelation? Because before he talked about binding and loosing, he looked at Peter. He said, he said, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my father, which is me. You know what happened to Peter? Peter had a moment like I had in Lansing. Peter had a moment like y'all had at whatever altar you were at when you got the revelation that you needed a savior and that his name was Jesus. Amen. That he was the, y'all ain't hearing me today. See, some of you are like, I wonder, what, I wonder what that revelation was for Peter. You got the same revelation. It's the revelation all of us get. It's the first revelation. Boy, I'm, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Glory to God. There's a, listen, there's a whole world, not only the world, but there's a whole church out there that is going through the motions, living day to day based on mental ascent, not living by revelation, not realizing that there's something greater. They're trying to live by the strength of their arm and the strength of their own might. And I'm telling you right now, you cannot live for God that way. You can only live for him by revelation. That's the only way you win. Amen. Amen. That, that's why every day we need to be coming up in here determined. Yes. Yes. Amen. Boy, that's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to you. Not, not looking for just another experience, but looking for God to give you a revelation yes. of his goodness, yes. a revelation Amen. of his lordship, right. a revelation yes. of his plan, of his design. Yeah, Peter got the revelation first. And then he, then he said this. He said, that revelation, the gates of hell can't prevail against When you have a revelation, the gates of hell can't prevail against it. 
You know why? Because when you get a revelation, you'd rather go through hell than give it up. Let me, why, why, why do you think there are some, why do you think that there are some, I've known people go in the hospital, no matter what it's for, if they're going in the hospital, it's, it's, if you're going in the hospital, something's wrong, but I've known some people go in the hospital and, uh, they're not in faith. Call the prayer chain. Get the sisters praying. Somebody pray. Amen. Next thing, their status pop on, so a social media pop up. Unspoken request. <laughs> Come into agreement with me. <laughs> let, let me... <laughs> you can't agree with something you don't know. So anyway, and I'll be honest with you. You don't want, you don't want, you don't want to get everybody on social media. You listen, you don't want everybody on social media. You don't know what they're saying. Oh God, if it be thy will. I don't want nobody praying that over me. Listen, if I'm in the hospital, I want someone to know I ain't supposed to. I want someone praying for me that knows I ain't supposed to be there. I want someone getting mad that I'm going. See, that I, I'll never forget when Sheree's father was, when he, just before he passed, he was in the hospital. And I, I learned something about Sheree that day. They weren't letting anybody back there but family. But Sheree got me back there. She walked me past them nurses. She was like, don't say a word. They was afraid of Cherie. She stomped up. Boy, she stomped up in there. She, oh, come on, Pastor. I was like, I'm with her. Cherie's dad looked miserable. When I rolled around the corner, I saw him. He looked miserable until he saw Cherie. When he saw Cherie, that man lit up like a Christmas tree. You know what he said? Get me the blank out of here. <laughs> I realized why he lit up. He knew that if anyone could get him out of there, it was her. All these other yo-yos was going to keep him in there. But if, if there was one that was going to get him up out of there, it was going to be her. He was like, pull the car around. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he was for real, too. He was for real. I'm like... Bro, you cracking me up right. I told him, I said, I said, you know your daughter, she you know she can get you up out of here. He was like, I right, out of here. That's what I, I want. I want people, I want people praying that are gonna get me out of there. Now see, we're 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 just we're just being led by the spirit here. Amen. You know what? We, we've got to create an environment in this church. I don't care if it only happens every now and again. Listen, for most people, it don't ever happen at all. 
I'll, I'll take every now and again in hopes that it'll happen more regularly. Amen. That it'll happen more free. That my faith will, be, will build. And uh, Amen. So that we'll see it happen regularly. That we'll develop an atmosphere and an environment. That when we walk into the hospital, glory to God, hallelujah. Man, that when we walk in, when our group walks into the hospital, the doctor who's doing surgery said, them people, just, them praying people, I felt it. They just walked through the door. Listen, everything's going to be all right. Let's do this. Amen. But see, that, that don't come unless you got a... Re- what kind of revelation are you willing to let God give you? Because it's only by... It's not, not by mental ascent. It's not by hearing a story. It's by revelation. Whatever is revealed to... Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Haven't even haven't even answered another question yet, but uh, so you know what? Let, that leads us into this. Uh, it's not the next question, but knowing your authority. Yes, sir. Say knowing your authority. Go to the book of Ephesians. Knowing your authority. Glory. Hallelujah. You have to know that your authority is spiritual. It's not, it's not in the natural. Your authority is spiritual. And how many of you know that your authority is as, only as good as the person that backs it up? Your authority is only as good as the person that backs it up. <laughs> Ephesians chapter something. <laughs> Ephesians chapter one. Let's read. Let's read from Ephesians chapter one. Let's let's do this in the New King James. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody yet? Revelation. Does anybody is anybody unclear about what revelation is? Revelation, uh, revelation is, uh, the, the definition is manifested spiritual truth. The word manifested means put on display. So revelation is when God supernaturally puts one of his truths on display to you. <laughs> Listen, that'll change your life. That'll change your life. When you see God's perspective on something, it'll revolutionize, it'll revolutionize your whole life. Praise God. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those revelations that enables us to go and to minister in revival. To be able to go and have revival in places where people, they can't have revival. They don't have revival. They've never had revival. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, church. I don't have to wait to hear from God to have revival. If I go to some place and I, and I desire to move over into that realm, we can have revival anywhere we go. That's right. Amen. We, we can break people through because I've got a revelation. Right. I, know what, I, know what the Lord, I know what the Lord's desire is 
for his people. I know, what, I know what's allowed in heaven. And if, I, if I've got a revelation of what's allowed in heaven concerning revival, I can loose it on the earth. You say, well, Pastor Zig, why don't you do that all the time? Well, because sometimes I don't, I don't really sense that that's what the Lord wants me to do. Amen. We'll get, we'll get into more of that later. Anyway, Ephesians chapter 1. So, uh, knowing your authority, knowing your authority, we know that the Bible says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We got more power than the devil. Say it with your mouth. Say, I got more power than the devil. Not only do you have more power than the devil, you have more power than your flesh. Than your natural man. Amen. So let's, let's, start, with the, let's start with this uh, prayer that uh, Paul prayed over the church at Ephesus. Uh, oh, you know what? There's so much here that is so stinking good. You know what? Let's read all of it. Let's read most of it. Let's read most of it. Let's read from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Mm. Have I said this to y'all? I said this recently to somebody. I was sitting with Michael and Twyla. I told Michael and Twyla this. Am I getting too deep? Am I, am I saying enough? <laughs> um... Oh, help me, Jesus. Um, 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 um. Contrary to popular belief, you don't, you don't always have to just keep, you don't have to talk without breathing in order uh, to be in the spirit. You can actually pause and still stay in the Holy Ghost. I want, I want you, I want you all, maybe we'll do this together at some point. Will you all make a commitment? How many of you all, if I ask you to do something this week, you'll, you'll, you'll do your best to do it. Anybody? All right. Read the book of Ephesians. The entire book. Read the book of Ephesians. If you get through it fast, read it again. Let, let the book of Ephesians be where you dwell this week. I'm, and I'm going to tell you why. Because the book of Ephesians is, uh, is basically a short dissertation of the kingdom of God and God's plan for man. So when you, when you, when you take the book of Ephesians, it's, broke off into, it's broken up into three different sections. And th the three sections that it's broken up into are defined by key words in those sections. Uh, the first two chapters deal with what we just read, that we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
Isn't that what that scripture just said? Who has blessed us? Oh, no, who's blessed us with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. In chapter 2, it talks about we're seated together with him. Chapter 2, verse uh, 6, that we're seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So the first part of the chapter, or first two chapters, deal with sitting or being seated, or in other words, where God has established us. Where God has established us. Where has he established us? In him. In him. Well, where is he? He's not low. He's high. So you're not seated in a low place. You're seated in a high place. Gil, does God wrestle with things you wrestle with? You think God wrestles with the... Sin in the flesh? Does God wrestle, Lewis, with sickness and disease? God don't wrestle with sickness and disease. So if we're established in him and he don't wrestle with those things and it's not something that he allows, amen. Amen. So it talks about where we're established. First two chapters. Second two chapters deal with our walk. It talks about walking worthy, which we've dealt with a lot in this church. Walking worthy of the calling. Or in other words, now see, walking worthy is not us straightening, necessarily straightening out our, the sin in our life. Walking worthy means more, and, and if, you, you, if you've heard me talk about it at all, you know this. Um, God's done something for us, and we need to demonstrate it. That's walking worthy. We walk unworthily when we don't reflect the things that God has done for us. Walking worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. In other words, live a life that will facilitate Again, it's, this isn't talking about just departing from sin. It's talking about positioning. It's talking about attitude. It's talking about uh, it's talking about uh, 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 what, what did Paul tell Timothy? Study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. You don't want to look like a heel because you don't know. Because you don't know. So we study. We find out what the word of God says. Amen. <laughs> Are y'all hearing any of this? So walking walk worthy. God's done something for us. Let's damn it. God's done something. Listen. 
He's done so much for you. If he did nothing else, if you had to stay in the state that you are in right now, how in the world could you be discontent with all that he has already done? Why in, the, why in the world would anyone want to give the enemy the satisfaction? I don't know about y'all, but I hate the devil. I know hate is a strong word. If there was a if there was a stronger word, if there was a stronger word to describe it, I would use it. Amen. We're talking about spiritual authority. Spiritual warfare. Do you know why do you know why some of this doesn't really give us the you know the the, the because we can't blame everything on the devil. Because we can't pretend like we're going to cast it out. You know what? You know when you're preaching the word. Y'all, y'all realize we've stirred up the devil, right? Lester Summerall said something. He said, uh, he said when Jesus went and started preaching. Under, under the spirit, demons started, demons that were in the uh, synagogue started crying out. Yep, right. He'd be talking, the ah! demons would cry out. And they were always there. It's not that they just showed up. They were always there. It's just that there was never anything happening to provoke them. Once again, If you only triggered at church, why? Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, that Pastor Ziggy. No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you all something, folks. You can live in victory. We've got to start. We've got to start uh, believing that. Um, we've got to start getting to the place where the attention that we receive is attention that we receive, not because of the difficulties that we're going through. Or even because we got member of the quarter. I mean, that's, that's fine. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder if I should have even started that. Well, one time I had to cancel pastoral appreciation because that got out of cra- that got crazy. Out of there were people that were like, well, I, I deserve appreciation. Well, it's not called appreciate everybody. It's like pastoral appreciation. But that's, here's, the, here's the thing. 
pastoral appreciation is really more for you than it is for me. It's just, it's just a reset. But we did away with it for a period of time because we couldn't get, people couldn't get a clear idea. I may cancel it again. But I just want us to, to, to get a clear understanding of the things that are going to cause you to reflect heaven. And you can reflect heaven while you're going through hell. I've done it. You didn't even know I was going through hell. I've been up here when I was going through hell. You didn't know not one bit of it. Why? Because I don't reflect hell. I reflect heaven. God's done something for me. I'm going to demonstrate it. Now you might get the devil stirred up. That'd be all right. Amen. And then the last two, chapter, two chapters deal with this. Stand. Where we've been talking about, right? Having done all to stand, stand, therefore. Do you know why, why it tells us in those last two chapters? Because your walk will experience challenges. Regularly. Something will always try to get you off of your walk and try to get you out of your seat. But we've got to remain firmly planted. Amen. Amen. So let's, let's, let's read. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's blessed with all spiritual blessing, heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. <laughs> glory. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. In him also we have uh, obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who walk, works all things according to the counsel of his will, that, he, uh, that we who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of your inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession of the praise of his glory. Lift your hands and thank God for all of that. Amen. So then it gets into our, our authority. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Now, notice this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? What is the exceeding greatness of his power? Someone, uh, does someone have the ability to look up? I do. Um, uh, does anyone else uh, besides me have the ability to look up the word, that word power, uh, and see what, um, is the de- what is the Greek word uh, for that word power and what is the definition of that word? Does anybody have that ability or no? All right, Ephesians, Ephesians, what's the verse that we're looking at? 19. So let's look at 119. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up. Oh, surprise, surprise. Dunamis. Authority. Dynamite, yeah. Force. Figuratively and literally. Special. Miraculous power, unusually by implication, a miracle itself. Ability, abundance, mighty, strength, violence, mighty, wonderful work. (laughs) Amen. So understanding our authority. See, that's, that's your authority. Your authority is God's force. Amen. That special, miraculous power. Right. It's His ability in abundance. Right. It's His might, His strength, His power. And it's violent against the flesh and the devil. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, that made me happy anyway. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what is the exceeding grace? So so we're talking about, in these scriptures, we're talking about authority. So what is the greatness of his authority toward us who believe? Well, here's the greatness of his authority. It's according to the working of his mighty power. Amen. So, uh, So his authority... In us is the working of his mighty power. So as believers, the authority that we have is the working of God's mighty power in and through us. So what does that look like? What does that mighty power look like? What does God's mighty power look like? Um, According to the working of his mighty power. It gives us an example. Verse 20. Which he worked. All right, so... You want, you want to see an example of the mighty power of God? Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So, the, so God, God flexed his muscles. God did the best he could. God exerted his full Force and his full power when he raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand 
in the heavenly places. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So that's what that's the strength and the might and the power behind your authority. Amen. Now, let me ask you all a question. <laughs> I think of, I think of a, um, Mexico. Mexico is not a military threat against the United States of America. I hesitate to say it, you know, because it kind of hits close to home, but Mexico isn't known for having a strong military. Because a military only has the strength and the power that they have based on who backs it up. And they don't have what it takes to back it up. So they're not a, you know, they're not a threat to us. If they was to start talking big and all that, we're not going to sweat. Brandon ain't going to be like, y'all pray. Ain't nobody going to do that. They are not a threat. So, so authority, I just want you all to understand, authority differs in, the power of authority differs based on who's behind it. Well, we're, we're looking at God and the strength of his might. Raising his son Jesus from the dead, he displayed the strength of his might. Not only... Did he raise him from the dead, but he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Right. And, and this scripture says this, that's the authority, that's the power of the authority that we have. Amen. Verse, verse, next verse, Joe. Do y'all understand that? Yes, sir. <clears throat> he set him, where did he set him? Far above all principality and power and might. And dominion. Amen. You know what you could say? And, and gossip. And feelings. And attitude. Far above all principality, power, might, dominion. And every name that is named... Not only in this age, glory to God. Yeah, see, no, no, listen to this. Something else pops up some other time. Don't make no difference. He's already settled it now and forever. Glory to God. There's not anything coming. You know what? It's uncertain. You know, uh, people say this. America was a great superpower, the greatest superpower. You know, we, we kind of took and... And, and we uh, stood on the top of the mountain for a long time. And there's a fear that, uh, that some other country may uh, take the place of where the United States has been 
as a superpower. Guess what? We never have to fear anyone's going. Because the Bible says that, that anything that will come, Jesus was set above that. Amen. Amen. Next verse. And he put all things, say all things. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Glory to God. So now, now it was talking about Jesus. So Jesus had all of this put under him. And he was put as head over us. And because he's, it's under him, it's under us. Next verse. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and all. Next chapter. It's not over. Amen. You know, this was all one thought. All right, so he's still talking here. And you. Turn to someone and say, yeah, he's talking to you. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Listen, you ain't got no business being back where you was at when you were a child of disobedience. Listen, you better speak to yourself. You better tell yourself, self, you are no longer a child of disobedience. You no longer live there. That's no longer where you live your life. Listen, you don't have to jump in and out of bed with everything that moves. That's not something they, listen, that's not something that you have to do. You don't have to have a wandering eye. You don't have to be looking at someone other than your husband. You don't have to be looking at someone other than your wife. You don't have to be carrying on conversations in the dark, in the back, on social media. Now, are these things going to try? Yeah, they're going to try. I'm preaching. I I know, you know. You know, I'm, 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 you know, folks. Honestly, I'm just tired. I get, I get tired of looking at people, letting the, letting the enemy run all over them. Right. Don't get upset with me because I ain't getting over there with you. Come on. Why, why am I gonna get over there? Pastor, you don't care. You're right. I don't. I don't feel sorry for you. I don't pity you. You got the same book sitting in front of you I got sitting in front of me. You have the same access to the same name and the same authority. What, 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 is this, what did this say? Go back, Joe. Go on one more. And you. Come on. Come on. Thank God. Amen. What did I have you say? He's talking to 
He's, amen. Amen. He made alive. Glory to God. Made you alive. Who were dead in trespasses. And you know what? Who? We're, we're, and we're thinking about, I'm so broke. You are? You were dead and you've been made alive and you're broke. You think you broke because you ain't got no money? You know what? I've had money, and I've had no money. And when I had no money, guess what? Let guess what, Nakia? I didn't die. That's right. <laughs> Mama, did we die when we didn't have no money? No, we didn't die. We lived. Yay. We lived. Yay. We didn't go to Boulevard Steakhouse, but we lived. Yay. We didn't shop at the mall, but we lived. We, we, didn't go, we didn't go to Puerto Rico. We didn't. Amen. We didn't have parties at the house. What was it, what was it called? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Gabe's, uh, Emma, Gabe's girlfriend. She said her and her friends was having Galentine's Day. Where the gals was going to get together. Guess what? We didn't have Galentines. We barely had Valentines. You understand what I'm saying? We didn't, we didn't get, we had no chocolate. Pastor Marianne didn't get no roses. Were we broke? How can we be broke? When we were once dead. Church, some of y'all right now ought to be running around this place shouting your head off. He made you alive. You were dead in your trespasses and sin. See, you got to get a right. You got to get a right perspective. Today, you may not have enough gas. Today, you might be living hand to mouth. Today, you might be struggling through difficulty. Today, your marriage might be on the rock. Today, your family might be going through difficulty. Today, you. Amen. But you know what? Glory to God. We have a name that is above every name. Glory to God. We were dead in our trespasses and sin when, when, when we were bound by the enemy and bound by the flesh and bound by sin. Guess what? We had no hope. Glory to God. We had no hope. We were victims. We weren't victors. Glory to God. But you have he made alive who were dead in trespasses and in sin. And you used to walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. Next verse, Joe. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, in the fulfilling of the desires of our flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Why are you so angry? Why are you so? Who are you identifying with? Just as others. Listen, just because there's other people mad doesn't mean you ought to join them. 
Just because there's other people been out of shape, got their drawers in a bunch, doesn't mean you ought to get your drawers in a bunch. Glory to God. Amen. You know what? You ought to put a smile on your face. You ought to put a laugh in your mouth. You ought to throw your hands up high in the air and say, glory to God. I am not dead. I'm alive. Amen. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Guess what? When Jesus was raised, you were raised. Amen. When he defeated the devil, you defeated the devil. When he defeated death, you defeated death. When he defeated sin, you defeated sin. That's the authority that we have as believers. Listen, when you start to walk in that authority, the enemy ain't going to move in next door to you. He's not going to camp out in your front yard. He's not going to sit on your couch waiting for you to get up in the morning. When you live in that authority, he's going to try to get as far away from you as he can. Well, I'm preaching myself happy today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Throw your hands up. Let's pray in tongues for a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not just about what he's done. It's about what he's doing. And it's not just about what he's doing. It's about what he's going to do. Turn to someone telling you hadn't seen nothing yet. It's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. All right. Next verse, Joe. Let's, let's read it. We'll be done after we read this. <clears throat> that, <laughs> look what he said. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For ye are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, 
which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Let's, 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 let's stop there. How many of you, uh, how many of you seeing something in here that's helping you out? Amen. Listen, you ain't got to wait to be helped. Just be helped. You know, when the lame man at the gate, beautiful, got touched, he didn't sit around and, well, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get happy about it. No, he jumped up, left around, started praising God. Amen. 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 You know, I reckon he'd have done that if he'd have been stumbling about. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, any questions? That's your authority. I mean, it's pretty clear. I, what, 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 what can you add? What can you add? I mean, it's, it's good authority. It's, you know why it's good? Because of who backs it up. Your pastor ain't backing it up. God's backing it up. Listen, if I had to back it up, I, if I was you, I wouldn't step out there. Because I might could help you some. But I ain't going to help you like that. Amen. Back when we was in the world, man, we would get in scraps and we, we would get in these fights and we'd expect our friends to back us up. You know, sometimes you found out Sometimes you found out you, you didn't have no backup. The authority that you had wasn't what you thought. I remember one night there was a guy, he was a, he was a friend of mine. He was an older guy. He was older than I was. He was in his 20s. And I was, you know, 13, 14 years old. And we went to an arcade or a pool hall. It wasn't really an arcade. It was a pool hall. And we went there because uh, someone had said something bad about somebody's girlfriend or something. I don't remember what it was. It was silly. But he went in there, and he, uh, he went to pick in a fight. Well, you know what? I'm 13, I'm 13 years old, 14 years old. Brandon, I weigh 185 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I was just tall. I was like Gabe, just tall and lanky. Right. It's just because I was tall. I remember, man, when he went to when he went to throwing down, we, we had, I had it was me and everybody that was in that band that I played in, several people. You know, these guys was, you know, they was heavy metal. It was heavy metal. They're supposed to be tough. <laughs> but he got in there and he went to scrapping with this guy, and man, I I was all up in there. These 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 are men. They're 25, 26, 27 years old. And and I'm and I'm all like this, man. I'm 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 ready. You know, I had 20, 20 some year old guy about to jump in on this guy, and he backed off because I was because I was ready. I turned around, looked for everybody else, they all left. Let me, let me say something here about what we've been talking about Sunday, about the biblical law of association. Mm-hmm. 
the associations we have have to do with Christ. Oh, yeah. He will never leave us. And he will never forsake us. If you're disappointed in men, you're not alone. But we're all, we're all working through. Here's the deal, too. I mean, here we're, we're here at Winter's Church. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody abandoned anybody in this church. Go ahead, man. I mean, if you, if you want to be alone, you can be alone. Or you can have everybody up in your grill. Praying for you. Encouraging you. Declaring the word of the Lord over you. Amen. <clears throat> but again, you have, to, you have to consider in all the places that you, you've been, what is the common denominator? If everywhere you have been, everyone has treated you the same, you've never been treated fairly, everything sucks, you know, I was just, it's, it's terrible, I don't know, man, I'm just... Uh, uh, just this just seems to follow me everywhere. Then what's the source? Is it the church? Go ahead, man. If you change churches and you change the environment, if you move to another town, moved out of an apartment into a house, you driving a different car, shopping at a different grocery store. I can't blame Dunkin' Donuts for me being fat. <laughs> Even though that's where I was at when it started. <laughs> Them munchkins didn't pop out of that basket into my mouth. They didn't force their way down my throat. Man, I was I was popping munchkins, boy. Munchkin after munchkin. Yeah. Ted Munchkin after munchkin. Well, you know, inevitably it's gonna it's gonna start to show. And and it did. Somebody be trying to sue Dunkin' Donuts. For being fat. Well, I'm surprised someone hadn't succeeded. Here, here's the deal, church. You got this. You have authority. Walk in it. Amen. Any questions before we shut this thing down? Any questions? Does this help anybody here today? Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, there's something unusual going on in our church. Uh, for some reason, we, we've, got, we've got some people discontent. I, I, I don't know this because someone told me. I just, it's just, I've, I've been knowing it in my, uh, you know, in my own spirit. Um, here's the deal. Only you can do something about it. Only you can do something about it. So, uh, encourage one another. Continue to speak the word of God over one another. Uh, Boy, that's right. Some of you might get my attention, you know, if, if you're if you're 
discontent, but it's not the kind of attention you want. You, you do not want my attention based on that. I'll tell you that right now. That's, that's not the kind of attention we seek. Uh, we, want the, we want the attention of heaven that causes, that causes people, David, to not be able to say anything they want to say when you're in this. That's the attention we want. We want the kind of attention that causes men when they speak our name and they speak about our circumstances, they, they can only say what God said. Amen. Because we've exercised our authority. Because we've stood in that place of authority. You say, can that really happen? It does. It happens all the time. And now, we're, we're growing in that all the time. Does that make sense, Mama, what I'm saying? It, it grows all the time. <clears throat> Some areas we see more success than in others. But, but we're, we're endeavoring to to see success in every arena, in every part, in every area of our lives. But you know what? We're not going, we're not going, to, uh, we're not going to wave the white flag and claim defeat because we're not walking in it in every area. How can, how can, you, be how can you lose when you win? How can you lose when you've already won? How can you be rejected when you've already been accepted? Yes. Amen. Amen. So we got to start living it. We need to start living it. Amen. Just living in that place. Amen. Glory to God. All right. No questions. <laughs> Your hand's like, please don't ask no questions. I'm tired. Praise God. Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, listen, come on, y'all. Some I need some believers over here. Lay their hands on Don. Bible says that as believers, we'll lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So Don's going to receive this whether he receives it at the hands of a Christian doctor or he receives it by the supernatural touch of God. And Lord, that's, that's, that's our prayer. Our prayer is for a successful removal of these cataracts, whether it be by your hand or by the hand of one of your servants. Lord, we speak healing, health, and wholeness over Don. Lord, even... Uh, as he, as, he, as he steps out to go through this surgery, if they, if they complete the surgery because those cataracts remain and the surgery is completed, Father, we thank you that his recovery is uh, more speedy than, uh, than the average and that he's not going to endure pain and trouble and struggle, but Lord, he's going to be well. He's going to, he's going to, it's going to happen quick in the name of Jesus that his recovery is going to be swift, and, Lord, that your hand is going to be seen in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we set him in your hands. We set the doctor in your hands, Lord. We set that whole team of uh, uh, medical professionals in your hand. And, Father, we thank you uh, already for the victory. In Jesus' name, peace upon Don, upon Lynn, upon their whole house, and the joy of the Lord, their strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else need prayer? Carolyn.